Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am the inspiration across the nation. I am Joe Jans. Uh, A.K.A. the National Treasure. National Treasure. I got and upgraded a... today, though, to inspiration. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah. Good. Well, is that an upgrade? National Treasure or inspiration? Would, Would you, you rather be a national treasure or an inspiration? To the nation? I'd rather be an inspiration. Oh, to the nation. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think, I don't think I said you're an inspiration I, no, to the I, nation. I ad-libbed that. Oh, you added that part. Okay, perfect. Tried so uh, hard not to say, uh, start singing, you're the inspiration from Chicago right now. <laughs> and with us, as always, is the super fan, Mr. Mark Biscati. What's up, everybody? And with us, as well, is film critic from JoeBlow.com. Mr. Jimmy O. James Oster. I love the way you say that, man. It just makes me feel so welcome. You are welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And you are film critic form from (laughs) JoeBlow.com. JoeBlow. Well, here we are again. And Joe, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but it is December right now. And that means we are coming down to the end of 2022. I suppose you're aware of that. I, I had no idea. I still thought we were in mid-August. Ah, no. Imagine my surprise. Imagine your surprise. Well, there's no way you thought that because you had a very hectic Halloween. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, I am curious about one thing, Joe. What have you watched recently that is non-theme related? Oh, I, I'm still reeling from this one. I watched A Wounded Fawn. Uh, did you ever get around to watching that, Matt? I did. I yeah, I watched it uh, talk, Saturday night. I think. Talk about bizarre art house horror. I still, I will say this. I liked it. I was intrigued. Lots of parts of this movie really fired on a lot of cylinders for me. But even I have my limits. This just got so incredibly bizarre at the end like on the verge of um, Mad God Bazaar, which is probably why I really like this. But um, a very intriguing film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a film about this statue with uh, three, I guess, sort of pagan gods that are uh, you know, highly sought after in the art industry. And this uh, gentleman ends up becoming a slave to it and has to sacrifice people to it. Um, and then that sort of turns on him. Uh, so if you guys get a chance, it's on shutter. Uh, like I said, I enjoyed it. Very intriguing. Uh, Matt, what did, what did you think about that? I thought it was good. Yeah. I, I, um, I didn't catch the part of him being a slave to the art piece as much as he was a slave to a to the certain God. demon. Yeah, I, I yeah, kind of got the impression that he was a serial killer before he came upon that art piece. Um, oh, I didn't get and he, that. and I, and I thought because, the first person he kills is the woman who who won the bid for it, and I I felt like he just took it as a trophy. Um, but he was already a serial killer because he had had already killed people at that house. That's the ghosts and everything that were coming back with people he'd already killed. Um, so I don't know, but I uh, I I liked it. I thought it. Um, I thought it was definitely, I mean, and I love weird movies. I love weird movies. Um, you know, and I I felt like he was definitely. It, this movie was inspired by Panos Kazmatos quite a bit, maybe little David Lynch, but I, I don't, I feel like when he went into that area, uh, into the kind of, uh, 
psychedelic side of things that it wasn't as effective as when it was a little more straightforward, but I, I still liked it a lot. And I, I thought, you know, it had that film grainy film kind of thing. So a lot of, a lot like, you know, had a look similar to Mandy. Uh, and, but it was, it was almost like a mixture of Mandy and fresh and, uh, yes, you know, yes. in a way, I mean, it, not the storyline of Mandy, but definitely the look of Mandy and some of the eccentricities maybe, uh-huh. but, um, but it definitely, uh, it definitely, I think was sort of a, um, a weirder version of fresh fresh is a little, maybe a little more mainstream. But uh, I like Fresh better as a movie than this one, but I liked it. I thought it was good. And and uh, I definitely I thought the main girl can't remember her name now. She was really good. And I thought the guy he was someone I'd seen. I saw him in a movie. It was a comedy um, scare me, I think was what it was called. Uh, And it was from a play. And he I think he so he does a lot of stuff a lot of he's an indie actor and i think he does some directing and writing as well but i liked it i thought it was good definitely de- definitely worth checking out i don't know if it'll wind up it won't wind, probably wind up in my top 10 but it was definitely it would be in the argument for one of those last spots maybe i think so definitely worth checking out yeah in fact that's the only thing i watched this week that was non-theme related yeah me too yeah uh well, how about you, Jimmy? Did you watch anything non-theme related? Well, I mean, it's definitely, it fits in the vein for sure, even though it's not necessarily a horror film, but it's super bloody. I have a new favorite Christmas film, guys. Love Violent Night. Love Violent Night. It was, it is insanely funny and entertaining, and it's it's got this big old heart. It's ridiculous. It's campy. It's cool. The kills are gruesome. It's a blast. I mean, this is a really good flick. It's, you know, die hard with Christmas, basically. I mean, literally, you know, there's, there's, it. die hard is, everyone fights over the die hard being a Christmas movie or whatever. It is. This is absolutely, it is a Christmas I, I agree. Christmas I agree. Film. Yeah, but it's not overtly like this is Santa Claus, yeah, for God's sake. This say, is Santa know. Claus. Yeah. What are you talking about? It, honestly, I, I we I could start a whole nother podcast of yeah. why that's a Christmas it's a Christmas movie. film by far. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the soundtrack alone. I, I get what you're saying. Agreed. But, Agreed. Agreed. But, but the, this one like saying. this is uh the, the Tommy Workola is just so good at this. He's good at mixing ultra violent like he did with Dead Snow, Dead Snow too. He he's he's good at mixing this kind of campy horror, but still making it kind of good and exciting and and you actually give a crap about the characters even the awful people in this you're like i kind of kind of like watching these people beverly d'angelo just chews the scenery and it's gorgeous it's fun to watch. oh she's in it highly recommend it dude yes yes she's in nice. it. she's kick ass kick ass this is a movie that if you're if you like if you like weird christmas flicks oh my god run out get see violent night see violent night that's it. That's all I watched. <laughs> Is that that's all you watched that was uh, theme related? I I mean or I non-theme? also watched Empire of Light, uh, you know the Sam Mendes film, but I don't know if that's necessarily fitting for what we're doing here. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, yeah. How about you? How about you, Mark? Did you watch anything non-theme related? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I went to. You don't have to yell, Mark. You, I'm you sorry. just talk normal. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, I saw the menu. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yes. Yeah, I went. I went. To, That's very good. I went to the movie theater and saw, and saw a menu. <laughs> uh, directed by mark my love you know there's a tone that's in between yeah yeah i went and i saw a bunch of movies and <laughs> talking like this there is yeah, we're just worried about the volume two. more so than the the, the type of yeah. stage you're choosing the sexy v- tone yeah. of voice isn't really what we're talking about well 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 this film is a little sexy in a way if you want to if you like food if you're a foodie it is a kind of a sexy little film um hmm. but yeah uh it's uh I, I went to, into the movie theater. I guess this is coming out from what Matt said. It's going to be out on uh, Netflix or HBO or Shutter soon mm-hmm. in, at the end of December. Yeah, I, I, I think I saw that it was supposed to be on HBO Max, but I could be I could be, be yeah, I could be completely wrong about that. I've looked that up like seventeen times, and even today I saw a new article about what's new coming to HBO Max this month, and it's Nothing. still not on there. Yeah, yeah. all right. Well, I, I I highly recommend seeing this in the movie theater. Um, a brief uh, syno- uh, synopsis: A uh, young couple, uh, actors Nicholas Holt and Anna Taylor Joy, travels to a remote island to eat in an exclusive eat at an exclusive restaurant where one of the greatest chefs in the world has prepared a lavish menu with some horrific surprises throughout the film. Um, first of all, this film is a satire. It's a satire about class, uh, social um, commentary, uh, privilege, food, chefs, cooks. It's a satire about foodie foodies who write about um, restaurants, you know, idiotic Yelpers um, who write about food that have no business in any sort of a way writing about food. And like, I'm, I'm talking to the people who, um, work or uh, just go to Olive Garden and food review their uh, dishes. Like that's not it, it, just because you watch the Food Network doesn't mean you know anything about food. It's like if you ask if you go to a finer uh, dining restaurant and you have and you ask for salt and pepper for your food, that means your wife or yourself or your husband over seasons your food constantly is trying to kill you um slowly so yeah um it's basically uh take shots at everyone in the food industry which is probably why i love this film so much since i have been what's so funny what what's so funny what is it what is it Uh, nothing. <laughs> just keep going. No, no, no keep no. going, I, I, please. No, I think we all we all enjoyed your little side rant, you know, because I don't think most people listening know that you're involved in the food industry. I have been or, in, or a food snob. I have been. I'm not a food snob by by any means of the sort. I'm not a yelper. I have worked in the uh, restaurant you're industry. A, you're a yeller. <laughs> hey guys, could could you give me a second? I got to go on uh, Yelp and, and review Olive Garden right now. The breadsticks were terrible. Exactly, they're they're the worst. They're the worst. Um, yes, I have I have been in the food industry, worked in the food industry for over thirty plus years. So I'm very 
this is probably why I love this film so much. I've been eating food for almost 50 years. Doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, exactly, this is what I mean. This doesn't mean you should be a Yelper and you should write food reviews. Like, I've seen people. One star, one star. Yeah, exactly, one star. Because I had to put salt on it. it. It was bland. It was bland. That means that you eat processed food way too much and you need to stop. So what did you think of the movie? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I, so uh, like, like I said, this film is a satire. You know, it, it, they make fun of food, chefs, cooks, um, and yelpers and whatnot. It basically takes shot at every, everyone in the food industry, which is probably... Don't worry about getting to your point. I'm going to live forever. Because probably I love this film so much. Mark? <laughs> what? You don't have to yell, dude. I'm not like sitting. I'm not yelling. I'm actually talking. He's reading. (laughs) Go ahead. Did you enjoy the movie? Is it good? I'm getting to that. Should I go see it? I'm getting to that. If you guys stop interrupting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, Nicholas. Oh, is this your blog? Are you reading your blog? I'm almost done with it. I'm almost done. All right. So, uh, (laughs) Nicholas Holt steals the movie effortlessly. He's terrific in this film. Ray Fine is, uh, is of course, so wonderful as, uh, as the chef. Um, this movie had me laugh like four times out loud. Everybody in the movie theater, there was about like over 20 of us, and everybody was enjoying it. It's not the type of film I think a lot of people think this film is. It goes a different direction. There's a twist to it. Um, the entrees actually. What's the twist? The twist. Well, I'm not going to tell you the twist because I'm not spoiler. <laughs> he almost said it. I know. I, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. God damn it, Joe. Joey. Joey. With a goddamn national treasure, you. Um, no, I, I'm not going to tell you the twist, but it has to do with their personal lives. And it's included into the entrees and the course of the meals. And it's a nice twist in that sort. Um, so um, I highly recommend it. It's going to be in my top 10, if not top five, for absolutely sure on that. Um, really, really watch it. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the menu. And I have an analogy, a sports analogy I like to you know, like say about this film. <laughs> it's a slam dunk. Oh, perfect. Excellent. Uh, those are my favorite analogies. From the, the free throw are... line. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was an it was an, it was an Air Jordan all the way from the free throw line. Beautiful. Fifty yard. Beautiful. Line. Yeah. That's really neat. I like it. And that's what I want. All right. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this week. You guys, uh, you guys get we're, I, I mean I'm trying to do it and you guys I just hear the snickering. Here, the, the, the transition. Oh. This yep. week. We've transitioned. It is my pick oh. on the Cinescare Horror Podcast. And, Joe, I wonder, uh, I wasn't able to get any Christmas music, but if you could just flop a little uh, Christmas song over this little part here. Maybe flop a little, it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, wow. Maybe I'll a little uh, X-rated. Um, I could just uh, flop it right out here. Just you know, flop yeah. it right here. I, I'm thinking uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, something like that, mm-hmm. or whatever. Maybe from Even though Die this Hard. isn't something from Die isn't necess- isn't necessarily our Christmas episode. It's sort of like Die Hard in that way. It's set at Christmas, not necessarily a Christmas movie, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, 
the uh, the pick that I ooh. There we go. Yeah, Argyle. Argyle. But I digress. That was fun. Thank you for doing that. (laughs) Our theme this week is oh the Christmas oh the Christmas horror Redux, which is a it's the sequel to our first Christmas episode a couple years ago that Joe and I did, and uh, so I picked six films that I thought we might want to watch that are all pretty much set around Christmas, except for, well, yeah, they all have at least something in Christmas. The first movie, though, is probably the least Christmas-related of them, even though it starts out at Christmas time. And this one I am talking about is Dario Argento's masterpiece of Giallo, Deep Red from 1975, when the screaming starts and the blood begins to flow, pinch yourself and keep repeating, I'm at the movies, I'm at the movies, I'm at the, that must be the the tagline for this movie. A musician witnesses the murder of a famous psychic and then teams up with a feisty reporter to find the killer while evading attempts on their lives by the unseen killer bent on keeping a dark secret buried so this is the first time i saw this movie and i have to i have to say something uh i really want and i always really want to love giallos and i don't know what it is i just they i just don't tend to love them as much as i want to and i know a lot of people really are totally into giallos and i i i've seen some modern versions of giallos that i loved a lot such as knife plus heart i think is what that one came out a couple years ago uh i loved Mm. that movie and it's a very giallo influenced film i you know i like um but you know like uh argento's films i i don't know that i've found one that i really love and uh, even suspiria i like the remake more that's just i mean it's just me but uh so i I thought this was an interesting film. I uh, didn't love it. What, but what did you guys think? Uh, Joe, I'll start with you this time. Oh, but Mark's got his hand raised. <laughs> yeah. I think Mark wants to. I will let Mark do it. it. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll do it. Um, I Yeah, I'm like you. I, I wanted, to, I, I thought it was off to a great start. There's a silhouette of a stabbing right by a Christmas tree within the first like 30 seconds of this. And that's my note right. is off to a great start. And then right after yep. that, Cue the funky drums. The music in this film is fantastic. It's definitely mm-hmm. a 1970s funk film. Um, and then the rest well, of it it's, went downhill. I think the music is by Goblin. Yeah, I love the music in this. Yeah. It's, it's, Goblin right. does almost all of like Argento's and and I'm not other people too. Um, but uh, yeah, I love the music the, in this. The dialogue really drags me down a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know this is more of a technical thing, but um, the where the audio track had a consistent volume, the dialogue throughout the film seemed to go in and out. And I, I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's a dubbing thing or what, but uh, it was really driving me nuts at the beginnings. Like sometimes I couldn't hear somebody talk the next time. It's like, I'm standing next to Mark. Uh, Uh There's no consistent (laughs) tones. So um, I, I did. uh this movie could have had about a half an hour, I would say cut out of it. Like I didn't need to see 
a 10 minute long arm wrestling scene between the detective yeah. and the journalist mm-hmm. um, just to like prove who's the tougher sex. Uh, we know it's women get over it. Um, it's true. And although there was a funny line in there, as long as I'm drunk, I'm as happy as a lark, which that's true. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. I did. That was, that was good writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Some of the weird tropes from the 1970s. If, if you think somebody's in your house and they're trying to kill you and the phone rings, don't pick it up and say, I don't know who this is, but I need you to help me. Maybe actually ask who it is. I don't know. It's just some of the, the characters seemed like they purposely wrote themselves as dimwitted. Um, just some of the decisions that they made didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Um, mm. I also, uh, where was it? Penis calls on a reporter to the phone to tell oh. her something, and yet both of them are, nah, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I I didn't feel like the story got moved along very well. Uh, like I said, if they had cut a good 20 minutes, half an hour out of it, I think this movie could have gone better. Uh, yeah. I did, there's a skull crushing scene towards the end that I did like. Uh, but other yeah, than that, yeah. I, I didn't, not a huge fan. Yeah, and you know, there's the 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 requisite blood that you expect in a giallo. I didn't think it was as colorful as most giallos, um, but I, but it's you know, I I mean, I look on lists of of giallos, and it's usually right up in the top five, if not number one, considered. You know, um, so I I know if giallos are your thing, I, I I think I just have to admit now, finally, that I maybe they're just not my thing. I don't know, Mark. What did you think? Okay, yeah, so I got to be honest, this is my first uh, Giallo uh, film uh, that I've ever watched. Um, so going in, I knew that uh, this director is very uh, well-renowned. Renowned. Uh, he's supposed to be a uh, like a very big, huge uh, influencer. So this was my first time going in cold. Um, I was a little excited about it. I was like, all right, let's see what this guy's all about. Um, yeah, I was absolutely on the same page with Joe at the beginning with the stabbing with the old man or, you know, it, it, that was just, that was great. But when this film like moved along, I hated this music. Um, it, it was way, it, it just didn't fit with what was going on in the film, in my opinion. Um, the, the acting was stilted dialogue was medium par at best um but but i was noticing things throughout this film um there was some great shots in this film um just with um mm-hmm. yeah. the lead actor and his uh, curly alcoholic friend where they're like set apart uh, between this uh, statue and they're he's like calling out it's like hey you know and they're just talking that was a great shot there was so many great shots i'm yeah you know throughout the whole film um and good interesting camera move, yeah, movement yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kind of like uh there was some like some Hitchcock even uh camera angles I was looking at. I was really enjoying yeah. that. Um then well Giallo, I think Giallo tends to be very Hitchcock uh influenced. Oh, okay. Yes, very much so. All right. Yeah, very much okay, so. well then that makes sense. Um the uh the reporter uh, I guess is uh Giallo's wife, in if I'm not mistaken. Um but her acting was Argento's wife. Argento's wife. Yeah, yeah, Argento's yeah. wife, and uh, she was okay. Uh, the the lead actor was subpar at best. He kept kind of remind me of um, 
I'm trying to think like a Martin Sheen kind of thing. I don't know. That's what he kind of like reminded me of, but uh, Joe's right. I like, I didn't need to see a four minute scene of him climbing down a building with this weird, you know, seventies, you know, music happening. And, you know, I, I don't know. It, I, there was a lot of things. If you, if they, if they compressed this movie down and edited it a little bit better, the editing was off, especially with the music. Um, but I, I, there were scenes that I was laughing out loud when he's on the phone next to this guy uh, next to an espresso machine and the steam's going off and she's in uh, this reporter's room and it's so loud they can't understand each other. I love that scene. Um, I didn't know why that scene still had to be in the film. Exactly, exactly. Um, but but all in all, I, I, I love the color of the, of the blood that they used. It was like pinkish hue yeah. kind of thing that was kind of fun that's a giallo trope is it yeah yeah, yeah i enjoyed yeah. that yeah very bright uh reds very bright blood mm-hmm. colors and then uh complicated storylines is also one of the um, yeah yeah tropes of giallo yeah there was a lot of yeah. good things about this but all in all i thought the editing and with the music it was just a little bit too much but at the end of it, I can see why people do enjoy this. I believe it or not, I didn't hate the film, but that was yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jimmy, how about you? Well, I'm the Giallo fan, so uh, oh, good, like, good. I, I grew, I grew up like uh, not liking this stuff, and I, I saw a couple. I'm like, "That's terrible." The dialogue's stilted. This is terrible. This is. It looks goofy. Blah blah blah. And then I started watching more, and I'm like, well, Jesus, this is stylistic. The way they shoot it, the, the camera movements, the music is so, woo, big and blah, you know, that 70s music. Um, I like this one a lot. I like, I think the uh, the kills are kind of brutal. They're, they're not that many. It's not super bloody compared to some of them. But, like, yeah, yeah there's some really cool stuff in here. I and the, you know what, Mark, you're not wrong about the acting. It does come across as it's almost kind of hyper stylized. Like everything feels just, and I think, I don't think these movies are made for the realism in, in any way, shape or form. That's why you see like, you know, like uh, Brian De Palma, you know, did his own kind of giallo mm-hmm. with a, uh, with a uh, dress to kill and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Which was also kind of Angie Dickinson's like, oh, you know, these over, over emotional, over, over, over dramatic sequences. But I just, I think I love the style. I just, I like watching it. I like it. And I appreciate you saying that Mark, that, you know, yeah, there is something that kind of, you get used to it and you enjoy it. And this is one of my, favorite ones i it's not my favorite favorite but it's definitely up there i like the simplicity of some of the some of the kills i think but they're brutal they're just oh a mean mean spirit yeah the, the, um i like the style of it the the corner sorry to interrupt but yeah that one scene where his no, head's okay. you know on the corner of everything i'm like oh, yeah. i'm like stop that's the worst not just his head his mouth his mouth oh you're just yeah. like ow yeah. God, I hope he has a good dentist. Um, I, I think it's a really, yeah, I really like this film. And I'm, I'm glad you suggested it. And But Matt, I, I actually absolutely get what you're saying. I think if, you know, there, maybe I'll find one that I'll recommend to you that I can think that you might like. But I get it. I get why these don't work for everybody. I, I don't think they're 
for everybody. You should uh, definitely check out Knife Plus Heart. That came out a couple years ago. It's on Shudder. Uh, seen it, yeah. Oh, you have seen it. Okay, it I like that. I like that. Yeah, of course. That was good, yeah. Uh, okay, so then we're moving on to our next movie, and that is from, ni- or I'm sorry, 2008, and that is The Children. Uh, you brought them into this world, now they will take you out, is the tagline. A relaxing Christmas vacation, very simple premise, a relaxing Christmas vacation turns into a terrifying fight for survival as the children of these families uh, who are getting together for Christmas, they begin to turn on their parents for uh, kind of mysterious reasons. And and uh, this one gets pretty brutal. There's some uh, uncomfortable moments in it and some uh, kind of disturbing scenes, I thought. Um, but I really like this one. I thought it was it was pretty mean spirited, uh, a good anti Christmas movie. Um, and uh, I thought I thought that the the kids were creepy as all hell, and the the parents were you know I, I thought everybody was good. The teenage girl was good. Um, I thought I thought it was a, a a good like tight little thriller, and definitely one that that is um, I, you know pretty brutal. I think they you could see them uh, some of the editing. I, I thought some of the editing was a bit choppy. But and you could sort of see them, I think, trying to utilize the children as uh, appropriately as they could, with, you know, and not and 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 so you could sort of see them trying to avoid having the kids, you know, really killing them, <laughs> and 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 so I think some of it was, you know, cut out in the editing, and and some of it was, you know, because when you're working with kids, you got to, I, I think most. Uh, what is it Kubrick when he was doing the shining that the boy didn't know that they were making a horror movie, you know, Kubrick was, was very protective of, of the kid who played Danny. And, uh, and so I, I, you know, it's hard to do one of these and uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, of pet cemetery. That was one where the kid, they actually had the kid really like making faces and holding knives and stuff like that. And uh, this one didn't, wasn't quite like that, but I thought it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed this one. It was, uh, I thought, um, a, a pretty creepy little movie. Uh, why don't we start with uh, Jimmy this time? What, what did you think? Yeah, I was, I was surprised by this one. I, I didn't expect much because I feel like the killer children movie is usually not a very good subgenre in horror. I feel like it's always right. overly cheesy or coming from the guy some... who picked it. <laughs> I know. But like and I, I picked good ones, especially that one that Mark yeah, liked. No, um, but I, I this is yeah, a, wait, what? for for a killer kid movie, this is probably one of my favorite killer kid movies. It's one of the better ones. Uh, oh, it's, for it's sure. very, they're very scary. Yeah, they're very scary. It's unsettling. It's I, I, you know, it's funny, Matt, when you were saying about the editing for a minute there, like there'd be moments I was like, oh, that's really good. And then they'd be like, wait, 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 slow down, guys. Hold on. Yeah. But I, I love that. I love those. The kills were creepy. It was unsettling. It was good. I really enjoy it. Far better than I expected on this one, to be honest, because I, I, my expectations were low. Mm. Uh, Joe. 
Um, I think this movie should be required viewing in all junior highs as a form of con- contraception. <laughs> yeah. you know, if this doesn't make you not want to have kids, I don't know what will. Yeah. This was extremely mm. difficult for me to watch. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. But it's just having raised kids and over the years mm-hmm. becoming the curmudgeon of my dreams, I'm growingly <laughs> more intolerant of other people's kids. Yes. And mm. this movie just built so much anxiety and aggravation <sighs> in me watching it. Those absent parents, parenting style thing that those parents, they got everything they deserved. I will mm-hmm. say that. <sighs> um, the, the, oh, the, one of my favorite lines is by the teenage girl towards the beginning. She said, I'm so sad I could fart. That's an actual quote from the movie. Um, yeah. But the uh, the the boy at the beginning banging his fingers on that xylophone repeatedly. I just wanted to throw yeah. something through the TV. And then when they got to that dinner table scene, and all those kids just start moaning and whining to this crescendo, I would have just flipped the table over and totally lost my shit. This movie is excellent. Um, I'm so glad I, I've seen this now because. Yeah, like I said, this is if somebody's thinking about starting a family, watch this first. If you can get through mm-hmm. it, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark, what did you think? Um, yeah, I, 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 I absolutely love this film. Uh, it was great. Uh, Joe uh, wanted to flip the table when there's uh, at the at the dinner table. I wanted to mm-hmm. break my uh, TV screen at the very beginning when they're getting out of the car and these kids kept screaming and <laughs> screaming. Because I'm I'm in the same boat now that I've raised uh, uh, a kid and you know and I'm an empty nester and I'm just looking at the parenting of it's like you we don't we don't hit kids we don't spank kids I'm just like yes you do absolutely yeah. you do yeah and yeah they got exactly what they deserve um are, are with the editing that everyone's talking about is that the part when the mom's in the tent with her husband and did we were it was going from scene to scene back and forth yeah. a little bit too fast yeah. yeah yeah i agree with that but i'll tell you something this film had me not blocking the screen with my feet i was up behind the couch pacing back and forth going you idiot you idiot don't stop hit them hit the children hit them and i'm going <laughs> kill the kid kill him right now and I live in a condo, and I have neighbors, and I must sound like an absolute oh maniac. Oh God. I must sound like a they maniac think, going, kill the kid. His neighbor thinks it's yes. Jeffrey Dahmer living oh next to him. Oh, my gosh, because I was yelling it. I was going, kill the kid. Hit the kid. When when the mom's up on the stairs, you got the two kids there, and she's got the fire poker. I'm going, you could hit him. You could stab him. Do something. It's like, whack him. Wacko. I would like to say as a, as a disclaimer uh, for our listeners before they think Mark's going to just start hauling off and killing kids. These kids were possessed and yes. it would have been done in self-defense. Yes, so. yes, yeah. yes. It was. Uh, Mark leaves out a little bit. <laughs> you can. Oh, I forgot kids. to mention that part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love the ending uh, to this uh, film because I was thinking, is this happening everywhere? And then they reveal it and I'm like, Oh, is that and like when when the daughter gets out to check the car and to move on, I'm going. She better have locked those doors because I'm going. The one kid's out there. 
it's, she's going to go in there, and I'm screaming, you better lock the door. You better lock the door. Screaming. And I this this film was such a blast, and I'm just and I was going and I picked Snoop Dogg Hood of Horror, and here's Matt with the children. I'm just going. I'm starting to understand the frustration <laughs> <laughs> because I oh come on, we loved Hood of Horror. I know, oh. I know, but I'm telling you right now, guys, uh, the children. I had a blast with this. I was on my feet pacing. This was so fun. And this is why I enjoyed doing this podcast because of the children and some other uh, uh, picks that Matt have done. This was fun. This film is fun. I highly recommend it. It's great when it actually evokes an emotional response. Yes. Yeah. Where it like, yeah, triggers totally. you to get up off the couch and pace yes. and do something and wring your hands. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. 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 It was great. Well, I mean, you guys had an emotional response from Hood of Horror, just the wrong one. Well, we did. We did. <laughs> Definitely. I was affected by it. <laughs> kind of like a, uh, a expired egg salad response. Yeah. 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 I love eggs. Or sour milk, something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, that was a good one. And the next one that uh, I picked is one that I had not seen I, uh, either, although I had seen it before the last episode, but that was just because I. I got caught up watching it, but I hadn't seen it before. And uh, that is Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. And this is a Finnish film. And I hope you all finished it. Um, <laughs> I thought of that joke the whole time I was watching this movie. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> he knows if you've been naughty he knows if you've been nice and he doesn't give a shit that's the tagline for this movie uh young P- pitari lives with his reindeer herding father in arctic finland on the eve of christmas a nearby excavation makes a frightening discovery and an evil santa claus is unleashed and it's really more of a a krampus tale really uh yeah. at its at its heart because what they find is is not Santa. It's, it's Krampus, but they're calling him Santa. So there must be some kind of cultural thing between what Santa and Krampus are. But, uh, I, I really enjoyed this one. Like I, this was one that I was, sorry. Um, I was, I was looking up films because I wasn't sure if this pick would work. If it, if it, if I couldn't find Christmas horror films, you know, that I hadn't seen, I wanted some that I hadn't seen before. And so, this was one that while I was trying to decide my picks, I just decided to watch a little bit of to see if it was looked like it was going to be any good. And I got so caught up watching it that I just finished it. And um, so I really enjoyed it. This came out in 2010, directed by Jalmari Helander. And uh, I thought the cast was great. I liked the uh, there's the Santa's elves are not at all what you expect them to be and uh, or Krampus's elves, uh, but they keep calling them Santa. So I guess they're Santa's elves and they're not at all what you picture in the stories at all. They're a bunch of naked old men running around uh, in groups. And I loved it. I thought the image of those naked old guys running through the snow, chasing the helicopter and everything was fantastic. Absolutely mm. creepy as as could be you heard it here uh, first I, Matt I would have loved old it men in the he snow loved, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah put that in the bumper I, I would have yeah. yep I, <laughs> no, that'll be I'm sure Mark's got plenty already um <laughs> no, no, I hitting, know. Hit, 
about hitting kids, <laughs> killing kids. I'm sure there's <laughs> oh, plenty on there. Uh, yeah. No. Um, mm. Yeah. I, but, but I, I really enjoyed it. I, the, the only thing that I wish that, that, that would have put it way over the top for me is if that Krampus guy had actually come out and, and they had to battle him some other way. But, um, but, you know, I thought that the boy was great and I liked the whole, I loved that whole scene where they had the elf in that uh, meat room or whatever, and they had him chained up and he's, I thought that was really creepy and the way he was looking at the kid and everything. And I thought it was mm-hmm. a great movie. So I really enjoyed it. I thought some of the, some of the stuff was a little goofy, like that, you know, them stealing all the heaters and ovens and stuff like that. Like that's going to melt the guy, but uh, you know, it's a, I think it's part a kid's movie, although I don't, I'm not sure if it's probably one I would show to a little kid, but, um, but it has some kid, elements to it you know uh so uh, mark start us off what did you think of this one yeah th- this this wasn't one of my favorites i mean it, it, it was an interesting uh concept um i i, I enjoyed it um i love that kid he's a weird looking kid it's like i i don't know what it was about him but i mean he he reminded me of the boy from um Mark had, Mark and his kids again, um, but he he reminded me of of uh, the boy from uh, Let the Right One In, the original. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. He kind of yeah. yeah. He kind of looks like uh, like maybe a uh, Keanu Reeves uh, when he was like a boy or something. Um, mm. But no, I mean I I loved how he was all like in his like little body armor, kind of like you know football pads and whatnot. Um, it, Kid was a pretty good actor yeah. too. I, I I didn't mind his acting yeah. at all. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just all the way through it. I just didn't. I didn't know where it was going. And at the end, I, I yes, it it was creepy to see like you know four hundred, five hundred, uh, uh, gray, naked looking, skinny Santa Claus is like moving in a horde, you know, through the mountains. That was neat. But through through it all, I I mean. It wasn't really much blood. It, 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 I, I would say this would be a good starting off uh, film for kids to watch for like a horror movie Christmas kind of thing, but it's going to ruin Santa's uh, uh, image, I guess. But um, it was okay. It, it was okay. It, mm. it, it definitely wasn't my favorite out of uh, out of all the picks. Joe, what did you think? I, I think I'm confused because up until you were talking about it, I thought that was supposed to be their folklore version of Santa, not Krampus. Yeah, might be, and, might be. And yeah. and I, I was, I mean, that's my number one notice. Wow, that's a really interesting take on Santa. Yeah, you know, we've mm-hmm. we've grown up to think of him as the the Coca Cola hmm. version of Santa, and here these people are, you know, we we know about Krampus. But um, Santa to us has always been, you know, Father Christmas, the good guy, the jolly right. guy. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking, oh, wow, that is a neat idea is what if Santa to somebody else is just terrible? Yeah. Um, but that being said, yeah, it, it, this movie, I agree, had just enough naked guys running around in the snow. Uh, the <laughs> just creature, enough. Just enough. Not too much. Just enough. <laughs> One more would have mm-hmm. pushed it over. Yeah. Um, the kid, the kid was a phenomenal actor. I, I yeah. I'll give him that. Mm. Yeah, it was good. The creature design was awesome. It was massive. Uh, I loved it. Cool. And, um, the, most importantly, I, I love the 
little homage at the end to the ending of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, yeah, I, oh, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, yep. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, no, it's a good film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jimmy. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I saw this when it, originally when it first came out. Uh, I think I reviewed it at some, some point. Um, I really liked it. I, I liked it because it worked as not only a slight, slight horror film, kind of scary. It was really creepy enough, but it, it, it really is more of a fantasy. And I think it's right. Yeah, I liked I liked that seeing that other side of Christmas. I liked I liked the, the kid is great. Fantastic. Um, yeah, they and I agree with Joe. One more naked guy, maybe would have been too much. It would have yeah. just been overkill. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's 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 short. Thank you. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love short movies. Make more of them. Um, yeah. I just thought it was a, it was fun. It was clever. It's not my favorite. It's not like a, it's like I think twice is enough for a while. I don't need to go back again. But it's one I enjoy, and that's yeah. It's it's got some heart. It's got some weirdness. It's it's fun. It's an interesting little movie. Yeah, I'll I'll probably revisit this at some point, but I I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Okay, uh, the next one I I picked was 2015's Krampus. And, of course, this is a horror comedy based on the ancient legend about a pagan creature who punishes children on Christmas. Um, This one, uh, you know, I just picked this one to to have one because I like to watch this every couple years. It's been a couple years since I've watched it. So I just threw this one in there. It could have been any number of of movies that I've seen before. Almost was Black Christmas, but I, I, I like this one. I think it's a great a uh, great little film. It's definitely got a mean side to it. Uh, and I, but it's got a almost Spielbergian side to it as well. It's, it's, I thought it, uh, I love the, and, and also sort almost a Tim Burton feel to it, you know, which do, do, Michael Doherty has, he has, his, he definitely goes for the, uh, the look of, of his films. He always has a pretty interesting artistic aesthetic, you could definitely see it in Trick or Treat, but also in this one as well. So I, I really liked it, um, as as always. And it was it's you know it's just a fun movie. I don't know you know how much we need to spend on it, but I, I thought it was really good. Um, uh, Joe, I absolutely love this film. I have I own it. I've watched it. I don't know a dozen times. Uh, the cast is phenomenal. You've got. Adam Scott, Tony Collette, David Ketchner, Allison Tolman. Um, the creepy snowman in the front yard is like from that point on, that's where I see it. Yeah. Hooked. And like this mysterious, creepy looking snowman has just appeared in our front yard. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the idea of this house uh, just sort of getting closed off from society entirely as if they're in their own snow globe. Yep. And the fit hits the shan. And, mm-hmm. um, oh, and the, the opening scene at that shopping mall in New Zealand is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I must tip my hat to, I believe it's, uh, Weta or Weta digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're the Weta. ones respond. Yeah. Weta. Okay. They're the ones responsible for the animation flashback sequences in it, which again, I had to look up only because it looked very, actually it was, um, done incredibly well. I, for a second, the first couple of frames I thought was stop motion. Uh, yeah. But the 
it's very smooth, very well done. And it does look very much like a Tim Burton type of mm-hmm. animation style. Um, I, my only criticism is some of the other character designs in this film. I wish were a little scarier, like the gingerbread man and the Jack in the box. The Jack in the box is probably, I like better. the Jack in the box. Yeah, I think that the guy jaws that came out of him, but the, the mask uh, too is just so creepy. Yeah. The, um, the gingerbread man just, I mean, I know the gingerbread man, what are you going to do with them? They seemed a little cartoony to me compared mm. to Krampus, which that yeah. character design mm. is fantastic just the fact that he's got those dead eyes and that mouth that just hangs open and does not move. It's just so creepy. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I'm all out of, uh, praise for this. I just, that's, that's all I got. That's all my notes. Yeah. And I love like, uh, everybody stuck in a house kind of thing with this, you know, that whole trope. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mark. Yeah, um, this is the second time I've seen it. Uh, I saw it a couple years ago, and I I, I love this film. Um, all in all, it's I mean it's it's a cautionary tale that I think every family goes through. I don't know what family doesn't hate the holidays. <laughs> it's 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 a pain in the ass, um, and but it's a cautionary tale. And you know he makes a wish, and the wish turns into a nightmare. Um, yeah, special effects. I love the gingerbread guys. Uh, I, it's one of my favorite scenes. Is in the kitchen with the with the nail gun. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, like uh, all the way through this film, um, I, I I just think it's great. Tony Colletti's great. Um, that uh, her sister in the film, she's uh, season three of Fargo, or yeah. yeah, yeah, she's wonderful. And but I love how the family all like kind of like crawls around like the with the wagons and they actually start getting along and they start becoming a family like a, a real family mm-hmm. that actually starts caring for each other and that's what happens at the end of the film where the young boy says you know i want my family when at the beginning you know he didn't and then there's a mean little twist at the end that just going oh that really sucks but i love it i love that it happens mm-hmm. and it happens to a lot of other people and it would happen to my family too um but yeah, it's 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 a great film, and it has an Indiana Jones ending as well, <laughs> the Raiders Lost Ark ending as well. Sure. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. It does. Sure, sure. But um, yeah, it's it's a great film. Um, I I love uh the the brother-in-law uh the bald guy. He's been in so much. Mm-hmm. He was David Ketchner. Yes, yeah. he's wonderful yeah. in it. And uh, like you, yeah, you sure. really start hating him at the beginning of the film. But man, do you love him at the end? He just comes through and through and through. And, uh, you know, with, with the shotgun that he pulls out of his uh, out of his Hummer and he just brings it up and, you know, oh, this gun's heavy, Adam Scott says. And and uh, he's going, yeah, it's my wife's. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's a great film. It's a it, I, I think I, after watching it um, uh, this year now for, you know, for this show, I think I might watch this every year. This could be my. This might not replace "It's a Wonderful Life," but it's 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 getting up there. It's great. That and Die Hard. It's 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 a fantastic film. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy. Again, reviewed this one came out and watched it again. It's uh, I like it. I don't love it as much as you guys. Um, uh, I I think very good. 
I gave it a solid eight, but my love for it has worn down. I, I really, it's one that I think tries very hard to be a scary movie, and it's really not that scary. It's more, I feel like it's more like a Gremlins, you know, tribute yes. more than anything, a, yes, a homage yes. to that, yeah. which is fun. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun movie. I, I enjoy every minute of it. I, I enjoy Tony Collette. I enjoy Adam Scott. This cast is great, and Ketchner is always good. Um, it's just there's something there was something I think it was a slight bit too goofy for me that I think I would have liked it a little darker. Mm. You know, I don't know. I just it didn't it didn't. Uh, I adore these films. Trick or Treat's the same way as I I like them a lot. They're really good movies, but I'm not on the oh my god I love them so much, which a lot of horror fans really are. Both of these films, mm-hmm. and I oh I am I really yeah. enjoy it. I enjoy them. I enjoy them for because he's he's always good with it, finding a good cast. He finds solid actors. It's usually a pretty interesting script, and it, they're fun. They're fun flicks, and I—that's ultimately what it was. It's not on my Christmas list every year, but I appreciate it for what it is. Was this was, awesome? Was this a box office like a success, Krampus, or no? I think so. I think it did okay. I think it did. I okay. wish I saw this yeah, in I the movie theater. A... I don't. I mean, I don't think it was a huge box office blockbuster, but I thought it. I think it did well. Yeah, yeah. I went to see it. We took our our kid and one of our um one of his friends to it hmm. um when it, it came out it was okay. it was funny when um I, I looked up uh krampus um on amazon and then i it, i didn't i knew it was on i didn't know it was i knew it was on peacock but i forgot and i thought it was on amazon so i went on amazon and i saw so many krampus movies there's krampus origins Krampus Reckoning, yeah, Mother Krampus, Sister Krampus, Krampus the Christmas Devil, Krampus versus Bigfoot, Mother Krampus 2, Krampus the Return. I mean, whoa. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. There was also uh, Krampus Hood of Horror. Oh, good. That one was <laughs> so <bastard>. good. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking uh, asshole. Matt, to answer your question, the budget was $15 million. Opening weekend made sixteen two. Gross U.S. Uh, forty-two million worldwide. Gross sixty-one million. So wow, not did great. Okay. But okay, made its money yeah. back, but it's not great. Yeah. yeah, fifteen million, huh? Yeah. It seems like mm. it would be a lot higher than that, man. The production value seems pretty good, man. Yeah. Damn. They they used well, every yeah, cent. I mean he. He knows he knows how to uh, make a movie that looks good because uh, Trick or Treat didn't yeah. have a huge budget yeah, and it looked, great. It, it looked fantastic. So yeah, I agree. He he can do that. Uh, okay, so the next movie that I picked uh, is from night uh, from twenty twenty, and that is The Wolf of Snow Hollow, directed by Jim Cummins and starring Jim Cummings. Um, it is a stressed out police officer struggles not to give in to the paranoia that grips his small mountain town as bodies turn up after each full moon. And this is a sort of a werewolf movie, I guess. Um, and I won't, I don't know if we're giving spoilers away or not, but, um, but it's, it's a, a good, I thought uh, just a quirky little kind of mystery uh, there's a little bit of I, I feel like there's a little silence yep. of the lambs, but absolutely. But it's also 
Uh, it's very tongue in cheek. It's got a, a, kind of a quirky sense of humor. Robert Forster, I think, is just absolutely amazing in this and ha- absolutely hysterical in it. And he, as a, as a cop or as a sheriff who is probably at a point where he should be retired now, he's got health issues. He's kind of letting things slip, and his son uh, really is acting as the de facto sheriff for most of the, of most of the time. And people take their orders from him at least until the end. And, um, but it also has, uh, Ricky Lindholm in it, who I thought was really good in this and, um, a pretty good cast. I, I, I just think it's a, a really solid movie. And I think I, I love like how the, uh, Joe or, um, uh, Jim Cummings, his character will just slap somebody <laughs> and he gets mad at them. And it's, there's al- almost a slap. It doesn't quite go into slapstick, but it's almost, there's definitely a lot of physical humor in it. Uh, when he goes over to the boyfriend's house and he's got like, I don't look like I, like a curtain on his face or something and uh, runs into, to beat him up or whatever. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. Um, and I thought, it's got some pretty tense moments too. It's a good combination of horror comedy and straight horror. I thought, um, even though it's not, you know, maybe it doesn't have a lot of, there's not like brutal kills or anything, but it's not that kind of movie. So, uh, but what did you guys think? Uh, Jimmy, why don't you start us off? Yeah. You know, I, I, what I like about Jim Cummings is that he tends to take an already familiar genre or, or idea and add his own kind of, quirky nature to it it's not you know it it then this movie is um i like the mystery i like the energy i like his performance i like ricky i love robert forrester and everything um yeah i like this i like the energy it's a moody piece too like you can kind of this is one of mm-hmm. those like yeah you feel cold watching it. <laughs> you're like okay i'm freezing um I just I think it's a very well made because there's a couple of uh, werewolf movies that came out around that time. Werewolves Within was the other one, which is excellent, too. Um, I really like this one. I really I wish there had been a slight little more horror for mm-hmm. mine. That'd be that would like that a little more werewolfy. But I like the werewolf tropes that they play with. I, I like what they do with this. It's a good movie. It's an interesting movie. And Jim does a lot. So he's writing this, he's acting in it, producing it, directing it. So considering all that, yeah, he, he's pretty good at this. Yeah. Uh, Mark, what did you think? Um, yeah, I, I had no idea who uh, Jim Cummings was until this film. Um, new, new to the ball game. Uh, I, I love this film. I, I love it. Um, yeah, the slapstick in it. Um, with him dealing with uh, alcoholism and how he deals with um, his, <laughs> when, he, when he falls off the wagon and he comes back into uh, his meeting and they're like, no, you need to, you know, work on this stuff. He's going, fuck you. You know, like I created yeah, this. And yeah. Just great. Yeah. And when it, he has like emotional outbursts and he just starts swinging away. It's so yep. funny. <laughs> so funny. I was worried at the beginning with the, uh, uh, of this film i'm like wait what what am i watching here because it you know it, with with the fiance and uh you know the fiance and and her uh, other fiance that i was like what is this it's like it, it looks kind of weird 
after a little bit of that, it just goes. I'm just like, oh my gosh, when they get with Jim uh, Cummings, I think that dialogue is great in this. I think, yeah, I think, definitely. Yeah. And you can tell Jim wrote this because he was nailing every single uh, sentence with such great, a little bit of uh, Fargo, uh, Tarantino mm-hmm. kind of thing uh, happening. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, um, I mean, it, it was definitely he was definitely influenced, and he knew what was happening at the end when it seems like a Silence of the Lamb moment. He knew, and he went all in, and it was hysterical. It was funny and scary at the same time. I thought because you know, you're so invested in Jim's uh, character, and right, and it it was just great. And when he's on the floor, he's bleeding and. What a great reaction when he's crying on the floor and there's blood coming out of his mouth. It was just so funny. I was enjoying. I, I had I was grinning ear to ear with this. Fantastic film. Fantastic. Mm. And Robert's great in it. And this was his last film. And yep. and yeah. he did great. He did great. A great pick for you Robert. You could tell his health wasn't yeah. his health wasn't so great. I think I think a lot of those scenes where they were help, helping him walk up and all that. I, yeah. I don't think that was just a character choice. I think that might have really been, yeah, been uh, Robert Forster because he was getting pretty sick Probably. by the time this. Did he? Yeah. Uh, now, now here's the question: Did Robert pass away during this film and they couldn't finish? No, no, it was afterwards because no, it was after. Okay, so well, then still that was still I thought a great director's choice with Jim when he comes in and after he you know. Uh, breaks and enters into uh, his his uh, daughter's boyfriend's house with the white sheet around his mask and he comes yeah. in he's going hi honey with the pepper spray and uh yeah his dad's missing he's going dad your dad and he looked and he's just not there anymore i'm just like oh that was so touching well i loved it when he goes into the boy that his daughter's boyfriend's place to beat him up and then the mom comes in sprays them both with pepper spray (laughs) and then when she then when she sees who it is he's like what did you do you know she goes she looks at her son and says what did you do and smacks him (laughs) it was hilarious and the milk and what a great uh just acting with jim when he with the milk and just the uh it it, like it seemed like they actually pepper sprayed him I, i i don't know who this jim cummings guy is but let me know after the show or if you want to now, what else has he done? Or I'll do the research because I want to see more of what he's done. I'll, I'll tell you something after the show, guys, about it. Yeah, he's, I've, I've interviewed him. He's, uh, yeah, he was, he's, a, he's, he's got a lot of talent. He's in Halloween Kills, uh, but he had a movie called Thunder yes. Road. Um, who is he in? Uh, just did the one about uh, who is he in? In uh, He was the cop, the cop that gets killed in the beginning. Yeah, he was oh. he was one of the guys searching. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And then uh, and then he's in a he plays a cop in Thunder Road, uh, and uh, I I want to tell you he a did a movie recently uh, called Oh my gosh I'm going to look it up really quick because it's a pretty good f- a flick called The Beta Test uh, that oh, was kind of interesting yeah. about a kind of a thriller uh, about it, it might work well with Mark's fantasy erotic thrillers. So there you go. About that one. Yeah. Uh, Joe, what did you think of this one? Um, Jimmy, uh, I got to point out Ricky Lindholm. She's the other half of Garfunkel and Oates. Were you? Oh, 
Oh, wow. Are you not aware <laughs> of that? Oh, my good God. Yeah. I'm so excited. two in a I row. I had no idea. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I didn't know who they were. I'm so excited yeah. now. Um, so anyway, I, I know this. there's a werewolf, you know, is the villain in this, but I think we would all agree that the real villain in this film is alcoholism. Um, I thought it was hilarious film. Yeah. I thought Jim Cummings was fantastic. Um, I, all the slapstick, like when I watched this movie, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I didn't even realize this was a comedy. Um, but then a lot, when the slapstick started happening, it started to remind me of like a super troopers. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, if they were to do kinda. a horror film. I've never um, seen that. Yeah, I, oh, great. Do yourself a favor. It's, uh, it's mm. worth it. Um, I, I thought the, actual wolf was cool design i thought it was yeah uh amazingly done mm-hmm. um this this would have been my favorite werewolf movie had what happened not happened mm-hmm. at the end without giving anything away um yeah. huh. i love yeah, that i ending, love though i i love the the this take it's it has it's a small town that's getting terrorized by some sort of killer, which everybody seems to think is this werewolf, but that's not what the film is about. This film is about right. The stress of this sheriff, uh, you know, his yep. dad's health is going bad and he's freaking out and he's divorced. He's got a real bitch for an ex-wife and he's trying to take care of his daughter and made felt guilty all the time by his ex-wife and, and he's he a bit of a screw up he's a bit of a, yeah, you know he's not with. really he's not yeah. somebody who's equipped to handle all of that right. and he's got yeah. to you know so it's a really interesting but he's and really just, intelligent though i mean i, I mean yeah. i don't think i don't think he's yeah. not a, i mean maybe not equipped but, uh, no i meant it, uh, he's not emotionally equipped to handle yes, it all like okay. you know what i mean yeah, and yeah. and so he's he's not he doesn't have the uh, the I mean, he might be he's bright and he's definitely as a cop, he was right all along about everything. Yeah. Uh, and he and he has good instincts as a cop. But in terms of being able to juggle all of the emotional issues of his life, he can't. Yeah, no, but he has to. And especially, you know, delegating power and ruling uh, or, you know, like uh, being a manager he, to the, the other. Yeah, he shouldn't be in charge. No, yeah. no, not Which at all. In the end, zero authority. Well, yeah, right. yeah. And in the end, they make the right destro- choice. Right. You know, oh, they yeah, make the right sure. choice. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I had yeah. a problem with him firing people. Like, he fired the coroner. Like, does he have yeah. the, like, like the, it's like, <laughs> the authority, you're fired. No. It's like, no, you no, don't have the authority to do that. But it was funny. Official, yeah. 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 I kind of wondered if they really were fired. Small town. That's just something he says. Yeah. But yeah, this was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm glad you guys liked it because it's it was, it was one of my favorites from 2020. Uh, and that's fun. Which brings me to oh. another one of my favorites from 2020. These were both in my top 10 that year. Uh, and that is Anything for Jackson, which is not technically overtly set at Christmas, although it could be. But like I said last time, the director has done about 30 Hallmark hollow or hallmark christmas movies in his as a director and so he was dying to do a horror movie and he wanted to do an anti-christmas christmas movie um or not not anti-christmas movie but an anti-christmas movie christmas movie uh and so that's that's what his idea for this was and i think this is just a fantastic film uh i think it's it's kind of scary in parts i think it's got um 
a great cast. Julian Richings, I I just think he's a great actor. Um, he he has been in a whole bunch of stuff that and and you, he's one of those actors who's kind of a chameleon. You don't realize he he you've seen him in so many different things. He's in Graveyard Rats, by the way, uh, from that. Oh uh, yeah. Um, curiosities. Curiosities. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, but he's been in a lot of things, and uh, but I I really like him. I, I like uh, the woman. Uh, this is about. Oh, let me read the 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 blurb. A bereaved Satanist couple kidnap a pregnant woman so they can use an ancient spell book to put their dead grandson's spirit into her unborn child, but they end up summoning more than they bargained for. Uh, so. And this one has got uh, just a really good cast. The girl that they kidnap, I thought, is great. I thought Josh Crudis as the uh, kind of <laughs> the Satanist oh. expert who lives in his mom's basement is just so, so creepy. fucking He's good. Almost, you know, he reminded me of the <laughs> the main. I can't remember his name now, but the main, the red haired guy from uh, Children of the Corn, but like grown up, you know. Oh. Um, He's it, it, and, isn't he the actor from uh, the Mist, the the clerk boy that gets dragged underneath the the garage door. Uh, he's not on the uh, no, he's not, not him, he, or at least it looks like it doesn't him. show it. Doesn't show it on his Dang. on his um, looks like that bio. Actor. But sorry, but uh, yeah. So this is. Uh, I thought that the, the, you know, I, I love the, the whole, they have this plan and it starts to go awry because they didn't realize when they, when they open the door for their grandson to come in that also opened the door for other spirits to come into their home. And there was a one very creepy ghost in particular that, uh, kind of bends over backwards and, and, uh, uh, is rise it when it when it, first time I saw it and it rose up from on the side of the bed it truly creeped me out but uh, mm-hmm. um, and then there's also some kind of Fargo feeling to it as well I don't know if it's just the snow but but I, the guy who comes in and uh, snow blows their their Rory 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 yeah Rory yeah he comes and snow blows their, their driveway or whatever and what happens with him was was very unexpected and this I had forgotten what he did and then I this time I was like oh my god that's right can't we say um, it yeah Do well I. he he sticks his head in a in Into a snowblower because yeah. this is one of my notes is like oh I love it when Lord Rory sticks his head in a snowblower oh yeah god. over and over yeah. again yeah everything Crazy. over and over again so yeah. um. Mark, lead us off. What did you think of this one? This was my favorite out of all the picks. Um, what a surprise. This is uh, from Shudder, and I love this film so much. Um, so many creepy moments um, just at the beginning where it's just one shot. At the very beginning, it's just a one-shot thing, and you see um, this elderly couple. She's cooking breakfast. He comes down talking about the hemming with this shirt, and he, it, they're just so adorable. And you're like, I want a wife like that and be old and have that, you know, for my life. And they go outside and you think it, you know, um, their daughter's coming in and, you know, or a family. And then it's it's a kidnapping scene. And they go up in this little uh, elevator. I was like, wow, they have an elevator. They explain it later. But he goes up and I was just like, OK, this ter- already has a little twist to it. Um, great acting all the way through it. Um the, the grandpa, I forgot the name. What, what's the name, Matt? 
Uh, the, oh, you mean the actor's yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, that character actor you, where you've seen him like everywhere. He's so great in it. Julie, Julian Richings. Richings. Yeah, he's yeah. so yeah. good and so charismatic for some reason. I thought, um, and and the grandma was absolutely fantastic, and they're so polite. Um, when um, they have the, the pregnant woman in the bed, and they're so polite, you know, she has a note written out. She's like, "We're not here to harm you or the baby." You know, it's just. And, and mm-hmm. they have flashback scenes, and those scenes are great. And uh, and yes, with uh, the satanic redhead with the worst comb over ever is so he's so amazing. Yeah. Oh, I know. He's so great in it, and you didn't really think about him much at the beginning, but man, does he deliver at the end? And it's so fun to watch. And just with the scene with the cop, with the detective. And yeah, when <laughs> it happens, I jumped. And then when it happens down the road, over and over, over yeah. I'm jumping, I'm jumping. And how, dude, it's a great scene where they put salt, you know, and mm-hmm. and then he puts mm-hmm. the blood down. And then in the background, they don't they don't pan into you know the ghost, but you see the ghost. Her ghost in the background stops. Then slowly turns around, just walks away. Yeah, they don't right, mention yeah. it. I'm just like, this is fantastic. This is so great. Yeah, what a well done movie, and just in the ends, satisfying. And I don't know if we can talk about the end because I have a question. Maybe after the show, because I don't want to ruin it. Because this is this is another show that I'm telling you, Matt just slammed dunked it out you know just hit the ball out of the park i love this film this film was so much fun to watch so good thank you man oh good i'm glad you liked it because this is one of my favorites and i and i know i've mentioned it a few times in wolf of snow hollow both of those were movies that i was just dying to get you guys to watch so uh mm-hmm. it just worked out that it worked out they both worked out on the theme yeah, so holy shit um joe what did you think um one of my top notes is they are such a cute couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I right from the get go, uh, that you're just entranced. Um, the we didn't give any props to the wife. Uh, she is Sheila McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys yeah. would probably know her as the nosy reporter Samantha Cole in Die Hard Two. No, mm. no, is that her? She's yeah, yeah. It was yeah. driving me nuts. I'm like, who is this woman? I know her. I know I've oh seen that face. My God. She's got a very distinct that look, and so her. I had to look it up. I'm like, oh my God, that's Samantha Cole. Um, Mark's about to have an orgasm. That is yeah. awesome. Oh my God. I love the part where she goes up uh, after they've abducted the pregnant lady and she's like trying to steal her phone or look through her phone and she's reading through the notes and there was a message that said DTF and I love her line. It says DTF. If you can't say it out loud, you shouldn't be doing it. And then just yeah. on to something else. It's just adorable. Um, the ghosts in this film were creepy as all get out. My, yeah. I, you know, we talked about Rory. We talked the, about oh, the yeah. oh, the kissing. But my favorite, no, my favorite, hands down, was the flosser. Oh, the woman God, that yeah. flossing right. her teeth, and her teeth are just getting so plucked creepy. out of her with head. the teeth dropping oh. on the ground. I mean, yes. that was yeah. That I mean, talk about. I liked I liked the little ghost too, though. I thought the little ghost was really yeah. Cool. Well, I was reading. There's supposed to be five hidden ghosts in this. So what you were I talking about, Mark, really? earlier with the. 
Uh, most people have only seen two, but there's rumored to be a total of five hidden. It's kind of like uh, in Fight Club with the yeah one scene splice thing. So, um, mm. but yeah, it's uh, well, like hanging out in the background or something. Yeah, or? I, yeah, I you saw not one. Notice it. I saw one in the mirror. Um, when she, yep, yeah, that was one. I saw one yeah. in the mirror, and I saw one um mm. in the side. Just, just I believe it was in a corner or something. I saw. So, but gal, yeah, man, man, from Die Hard 2, yeah, holy creepy. shit, we are old, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, at 52 minutes, there's a ghost in a white hospital gown, nightgown, in a doorway as Audrey walks up the stairs yeah. uh, with a white pot. Yeah. The ghost is in a room behind her. It stands out uh, from behind the door. Um mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow, the director cool. wanted to hide three hidden ghosts in the scene. As of yet, um, none have been found and pointed out. Uh, so maybe two out of three hmm. have been found. So I saw anyway, the one in the mirror. Worth a rewatch to look for. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm yeah, definitely yeah, watching sure. this film again, regardless. And, and this is another reason why people should get Shutter and it's so cheap and to get this film. Right. Man, holy crap. So good, so yeah. good. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? It's nice to see a possession, exorcism, ghostly movie that takes a few chances. And this is look, you have the lead couple, they're not the young, hot couple, they're you know, Sheila McCarthy. They're and, and, and it was right, kind yeah. of nice to see something so uniquely thought out. This is a this is a ghost story that. That kind of creates a, a really interesting mythology, and, and, and by using real, well, quote, quote unquote, real haunting type ideas, but it does so in such a way that it's just like I, I love the repeating acts. I love that it's just there's a there's a sense of dread here mm-hmm. that's yeah. really. But again, you're kind of like, well, I know they're Satanists, but it's not like they're bad people. You know? Yeah, I, you're you, rooting for right. very You're rooting for them. You kind of do. You kind of do. Well, and it, when when the police come to question them, and and then he makes the mistake, and he says, "Oh, I saw her that morning," and he should never have said that, you know. And you, it, it does it. It makes you like concerned for them, even though they're doing this horrible thing and making terrible choices. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, yeah, they're just so adorable, and just with the with the interaction, and then. Uh, with with him and uh, the detective in uh, his office, and his assistant, you know, blurts out something, and he's it's just like over his head. It was such a rookie mistake, and you're like, dang it! And then he's called, and mm-hmm. it's just such a great film. Dang it! I'm I'm thankful for the writers who decided to drop us in where they did mm. in this couple's timeline. They could have started back at their grandson's death they could have uh started with the mm-hmm. the mourning period they could have started with them going down all these other avenues of what could they do uh mm-hmm. but no they, they he fast forwarded all the way to the point where we've established they've lost a grandson um they've tried to figure out anything they possibly could to get him back or you know they've exhausted every possible avenue and then they went down the road of satanisms and uh yeah and you know and figured out how to cast the spell or whatever it is and then we just pick up you know present day 
Yeah, I, that right. was that was yeah. wonderful. I love that scene yeah. um, mm-hmm. when they're with the dead crow, and they they just come up, and it's just so cute how they interact by bringing the crow back to life because they're just amateurs at it, and it was just just right. adorable to watch. It's yeah, you, you just root for them, and you just want them to have a happy ending at the end. You really do. Yeah. You kind of do. Yeah. Great film. (laughs) You do. That's smart. That's smart. Look, that's smart writing. When you can make Mm -hmm. really, they're horrible people. Let's be real. They're horrible. They kidnap a, a, a woman with really horrible intentions, but there's to make them human and to make them interesting characters that you're not just, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're evil. Yeah. Yeah. They're evil. That's, that's a skill. Yeah, smart, that, I like it, that. Yeah. I like to see that. Hence, hence the title. Anything for Jackson. I was like, we'll do anything for yep. Jackson, and man, yep. fantastic. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is my pick for this week, and hopefully, if you guys have not gone out to watch any of these, hopefully, you check them out. You can. I, I will just say that Deep Red is on Shutter. Uh, the Children is on Tubi, which is free. Uh, Rare Exports is on Hulu, uh, Hoopla, Canopy. I think it's on Tubi as well. Uh, Krampus is on Peacock. Wolf of Snow Hollow is on Amazon Prime. And Anything for Jackson is on Shudder. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and the next pick is, well, in two picks, we'll be doing our top 10 of the year. But next Mm -hmm. pick is Joe's pick. And so, Joe, what should we be watching? What should we be watching for the last? Yeah, the last official pick of 2022. Joe's gonna wrap us up like a national treasure. Um, nah. I picked I picked body horror. Oh, oh totally out of left you, field. <laughs> nice. Wow, but it, I'm it, impressed. It really started because um, I saw that Crimes of the Future is on Hulu and I wanted to watch it and I haven't gotten around to it yet. So I figured, meh, start with that. So, uh, our first, Mm. first item is going to be crimes of the future. Don't worry. You guys are going to hate me by the time this is all done. Um, so that's number one. The next one we're going to watch is, uh, Tusk by Kevin Smith. Oh, which is on HBO max and canopy. It's a good one. Um, (laughs) the next one we're going to watch is of course the human centipede. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, this is on AMC plus. If you have it, if not, it will have to be a rental. Um, then oof. after that, our next one is going to be eraser head. Never seen it. Perfect. Good. Which Beautiful. is on HBO max as well. Uh, after that uh, one, I've never even heard of or seen, uh, it's called body melt from 1994, which is on Tubi. Mm. And, uh, I did have, uh, for full disclosure, um, I had cabin fever on this list, but it wasn't, I didn't want you guys to have to rent two. So I pulled an audible and our last movie is going to be reanimator from 1985, which is on Tubi. Oh, fuck. Beautiful. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yes. Wait, wait, nice. wait, wait, when, it, when is this episode coming out? In two uh, weeks. In two weeks. <laughs> like during Christmas, we're going to be talking yeah, about Christmas human, week. Yep. instead of uh, yeah. the day before, yeah. like two days before two Christmas. Days before Christmas. <laughs> Christmas Eve. You're welcome. Eve. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Joe, you Santa. Yeah. That's that's You're my Christmas gift to everyone. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we'll be this episode will be dropping or the next episode will be dropping on Christmas Eve Eve, the 23rd. Even so, 
that yeah, we'll be watching the human centipede over break. Oh my god, Joe, you're a nightmare. Yeah, the twenty third. Hey guys, the the human centipede is a Christmas movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's our Christmas Eve Eve special. Oh, man. All right, well yeah. that is that one is going to be uh, something to behold. And uh, Joe's picks again. He will post them, uh, or Mark will post them on on Facebook. And all we'll of get them, them out there. Yeah, we'll get them out there. So go ahead and go to www.cinescarehorror.com and pick up some merchandise. Uh, you may you may have missed the big Black Friday sale, but they, they this site that we use has sales all the time. So they make great that Black Friday stuffers. Yeah, they do. The actually. Shirts, the, In the fact, cell phone cases. Yeah. Cell phone cases are fantastic. The shirts are great. Everything. Did you guys say that we, we had like a shower curtain or something? I can't find that. Yeah. Shower curtain. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I want to oh, get one. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you sure it's All not right. a, a, well, a shower bath mat or something? It's not. There is a bath mat, I too. I think that yeah. was on there, too. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a shower curtain? I'll, I'll send you a link, Mark. Thanks. Unless you're calling Joe a liar. I'm not calling him a liar. Oh. I just can't find it. I wanted to buy it. Controversy. 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 Never mind. Yeah, right, right there is the welcome mat, Mark. Yeah, the shower yeah. curtain, Joey. Yeah. Okay, I'll keep looking. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> while while these guys are sorting that out, I guess we will let you guys go. Uh, please go to uh, Amazon or Barnes and Noble and check out my book. It's now actually on Amazon. The paperback is nine ninety nine. Yep, shower curtain right there, Mark. Yeah. Uh, the uh, you have to look on the little menu, the drop down menu. Oh no shit! There it is. Beautiful, eh? I'll get in the Jaws one. And it's on sale. Yeah, there it's you fifty-two dollars and fifteen cents. Fifty-two, yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so go to Amazon, get my book. It's only nine ninety-nine for the paper book right now, and uh, cool. so, and I guess that's it. So we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Night, guys. Bye. <laughs> Hit the children. Whack them. Whack them. And I must sound like an absolute maniac. <laughs>